1: Going on, everybody! Another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer, a fantastic show for you tonight. Craft beer guest that'll be joining me this hour, and some news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo. That's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash agcraftbeercast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for Ag Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms a little Def Leppard an animal to get it started of course Def Leppard journey uh, the co-headlining tour uh, Wednesday night they were at Madison Square Garden Friday night at the Prudential Center unfortunately could not go to the Friday night show at the Prudential Center it was my son's eighth grade dance so uh, you know again not a good idea for uh, a responsible parent to be dropping a child off and then trying to race to Newark, New Jersey to catch a concert. But, uh, uh, I've seen the set list for, uh, you know, for both bands. It is pretty much an epic tour. I mean, they both do about 17 or 18 songs each, uh, you know, run through their catalog, um, fairly extensively. So, uh, you know, I'm guessing it was about a two, two and a half hour show, uh, easily, uh, you know, from, from, yeah, got to figure two and a half hours, maybe three, uh, tops there. So, uh, Good stuff from both bands, unfortunately, won't be able to catch them this time around, maybe um, maybe another time. And I have to say, for those, for those Journey fans, not so much for Def Leppard, but for those Journey fans who don't like uh, Arnell Pinedo uh, as the singer, um, and, you know, let me tell you something. Give the guy a chance. Yes, it's not the original. I get it. I totally get it, right? It's not Steve Perry. I get it. But, boy, I'll tell you, you close your eyes, man, you think it's the original journey. At some point. Yeah, his Filipino accent slips in there in certain things, but his energy is amazing. The crowd is pumping throughout the whole thing. It, it is a lot of fun. If you get a chance to see them, uh, you definitely want to check them out. And Def Leppard has a beer that they paired up with uh, Elysian with, um, the Def Leppard Pale, which is available you know, on Draft and in Cannes uh, at uh, many of the arenas around the country where uh, the two bands are playing. So you definitely want to check that out. So let's get into some news and notes. Uh, oh, actually, I'm sorry. I should mention who our guest is tonight. I forgot. I almost forgot all about that. So the head brewer from Six Point out of Brooklyn, Eric Boc- Bocley, uh is going to join me in about 20 minutes. Uh, and we're going to talk all about Six Point Brewing um, out of Brooklyn um you know a lot of fun should be uh, should be a fun interview you definitely want to check it out and uh it took a little while to get this uh, one going i had uh, met with some people from six point back in february uh but i'm glad we got it done uh and uh and in the can and uh, you definitely want to join me uh and in my interview with uh eric bockley for the head brewer from six point coming up just about uh, 17 or 18 minutes from now but let's get into some news and notes as we do every week here uh, 902 Brewing, uh, keeping it local in New Jersey, uh, they are um, they are putting their entire business under one roof now at a Jersey City facility. 902 Brewing had been Gypsy Brewing for a long time. They had, uh, I, I believe, they partnered up with uh, New Jersey uh, Brewing Company, uh, kind of a merger uh, between the two. But they uh, they had always wanted their own tap room. They were going to try and do it in Hoboken, but obviously um, Hoboken very very small space. Rent is incredibly expensive uh, in Hoboken, and we've seen businesses come and go in Hoboken. Again, the you know it, it's it's barely a square mile, um, so it is very difficult to have a business in Hoboken, and that's really where they wanted it, Colby uh, Janish and the crew. But unfortunately, they couldn't do that, uh, and they've been around now since 2012. But now they're going to open a facility uh, in Jersey City. Uh, they've been working at a New Jersey beer company's North Bergen facility since 2016, but uh, uh, that they they are merging with them. That's right. Now, that should wrap up within the next year, but they are going to build a facility uh, in Jersey City's Bergen-Lafayette neighborhood. Um, Kobe Jennings has told Jersey Digs, uh, the website where I uh, obtained the story from, they have officially signed a lease for a warehouse property on Pacific Avenue. Uh, it's a little over 6,000 square feet, that amount of space will allow the company potentially to brew over 5,000 barrels of beer annually, give them a spot to open a tap room, uh, and it will boast a rooftop deck with beautiful views. So good luck to the boys from 902 Brewing. Have not had too much 902 Brewing uh, recently. Um, To be honest with you, not a big fan of New Jersey Brewing Company. You know, when you gypsy brew, it's very difficult. It depends on where you brew from, who's, who's doing it, the facility, the space, what time you have available. Um, Bolero snort has made it work. Uh, I think their Bolero, some of their best beers have come out of Cyprus. Now, whether that's the tanks themselves, the love that they're giving uh, to it, maybe Charlie Backman's helping them out a little bit. I don't know. Um, but it definitely depends on where you brew. Um, I've heard some good things about 902, uh, of some of their more recent stuff. I've heard some, you know, not so good things. Um, but I am happy that these guys have found a spot where they are going to eventually brew from. Uh, you know, it'll probably take a you know a year or so to get up and running. But congrats to Colby and the crew uh, for getting this done, and they will finally be able to be in their own facility to brew their beer. And I look forward to going and visiting it. You know, we've got a couple breweries that have popped up in Jersey City, Departed Souls being one of them, obviously. Um, but uh, this is this is a good thing uh, for Jersey City, and it's a good thing uh, for Nine Hundred Two Brewing. So uh, kudos to those guys, and uh, good luck with that. Stone uh, Mission, their warehouse sour blackberry and black currant, uh, is out right now. It's a four pack of uh, just under twelve ounce bottles. It's a six point six six percent ABV. I wonder if uh, the six 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 black dark metal. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Um, black currants, longtime favorite of Stone Brewing co-founder Steve Wagner, very traditional and European sour. So they've come out with a blackberry and black currant um, sour that is available only uh, in the uh, Virginia and uh, San Diego uh, stations uh, and, uh, and, excuse me, in Napa Valley for Stone. So Escondido, Napa, Liberty Station, Pasadena, and in Richmond, uh, you can pick up your bottles starting at 11 a.m. on Sunday, June 24th at those locations. If you've ordered them, you can order them in advance. But I am sure by the time people are listening to this, they may have already sold out. So, uh, if you get a chance and you get to one of the stores and they have a bottle of a four pack available, you definitely want to pick that up. That's definitely something uh, to look forward to. As we continue on here on our news and notes segment here on the algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, the folks from Brewdog, they have opened a $50 million U.S. production facility. Now, the Scottish craft beer makers are embarking on another $10 million crowdfunding campaign to fund its U.S. expansion plans. They had announced the campaign last week in a video in which founders James Watt and Martin Dickey dropped stuffed cats from a helicopter on Wall Street in order to openly mock the caricature of the Wall Street fat cat banker. Uh, BrewDog has so- sold a 22% stake valued at around $265 million to private equity firm TSG Consumer Partners. They have offices in New York City and San Francisco. That was back in April of last year. Uh, in press literature, BrewDog touted that the company is owned by more than 80,000 investors, has raised more than $103 million to date. Last July, BrewDog also closed its first equity for Punks USA round, raising more than $7 million from about 8,000 investors. Uh, they uh, Let's see here. They opened uh, the, that 100,000-square-foot production facility in Taproom, Columbus, Ohio. They plan to use the money to hire territory managers in the markets where the company now ships its beer as well as other upgrades uh, to the facility they uh expanded distribution to seven states earlier this year Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania plans to begin shipping beer to Michigan and West Virginia within the next month and before the end of the year they expect to expand distribution to Minnesota, Wisconsin and Connecticut. Um I'll be honest with you they um I have not had the opportunity to have BrewDog beer. I know we had um we had one of their uh, their their lawyers, investors uh on on the program. Uh, last year, uh, this is um, this is interesting. Uh, they have uh, let's see, Elvis Juice Brewdog's grapefruit infused IPA that accounts for about half of the company's volume. Their New England style IPA Hazy Jane makes up about twenty percent of their business. And meanwhile, Punk IPA, the company's UK flagship, uh, is about eighteen percent of its US volume. Their target for this year twenty four thousand barrels is our base, but we want to more than double that in twenty nineteen. It's an aggressive campaign. I haven't heard much talk about BrewDog, to be honest with you. I'm glad it's in New Jersey. I definitely want to pick it up. In fact, I saw it on the shelves at one of my local liquor stores uh, just the other day and uh, kind of passed it up, Uh, ended up picking up some stuff from uh, Port Brewing and uh, one of Stone's new offerings uh, that I'm going to drink over this weekend and then we'll review it uh, on next week's program. But, you know, it's interesting. These guys are looking for... You know, public investors and the public is going to own the company. That's kind of dangerous, I think. Because what if you don't raise that money? What happens to that money? And again, speaking, I'm you know, total layman here. I have no no clue. What happens when you invest money? I'm not a banker. I don't invest in businesses. But what happens when you invest your money in that company? And let's say the company doesn't take off. You're taking that risk, right? You get paid back? No, I don't think you do. I think you end up losing it. And again, I'm not an investor, so I, I don't know. I'm, it's these are these are questions uh, you know that I don't really have answers for right now and I don't have the uh the answers in front of me. Maybe I should ask a business investor it would be uh it would behoove me. I assume that if you invest money in a company and you don't have you know it doesn't succeed, you don't get that money back. That money is gone. So uh you know, interesting. It's a it's a it's a bold it's a bold move by BrewDog. Uh, I know they wanted to do the thing where if you invested enough money in the town, they would build a bar for you. And you know, but how does that happen? Did anybody did did, did that happen to anybody? I should do some research on that and get back to you in the next couple of weeks about that. Uh, another thing I want to definitely check out: the Carnival Cruise Lines. They have a brewery on one of the ships. We interviewed the brewer last year. I have to email him and find out when they're in dock uh, here in New York, so I can go check that out over the summer. I definitely want to sample some of the brews um from uh, from the carnival cruise line that'll be interesting um but we'll definitely have to check that out now when we come back after a short break there's more news for you and folks we're just getting started on this program that focuses on that delicious beverage and it's made with barley and hops this is the algotulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer
0: Let's face it. We love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Answer New York skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Answer New York. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station?
2: That's easy. AM 970, the answer
1: folks, have I got a steakhouse for you. It's one of my favorite places to go to in Hoboken, New Jersey. Dino and Harry's Steakhouse. If you've never been to Dino and Harry's, I suggest you get there as soon as you can and find out why it's been rated the number one steakhouse in all of New Jersey. Now, obviously the food is fantastic. From mouth-watering steaks and seafood to chicken dishes, fresh vegetables, unbelievable appetizers, the bacon there. You have to get the bacon. It's amazing. The list goes on and on. Everything is prepared to your liking, and not only is the food fantastic, but the decor is like going back in time to a turn of the Century Saloon. Vaulted ceilings, tile floors, enormous windows, and a hand-carved cherry wood bar. Best part about the bar? Yeah, they got craft beer on tap there, don't you worry. But they have a great selection of other drinks as well. Their mojitos are unbelievable. They even film scenes from on the waterfront and City Hall in this legendary restaurant. Go online to com. check out the menu, and make reservations. You never know what celebrity or sports star might be dining next to you. Call 201-659-6202. That's 201-659-6202. Dino and Harry's, 163 14th Street in Hoboken, New Jersey. Make reservations today. Tell them Al Gattulo sent you
3: if you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow then you'll be excited to know that am 970 the answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best christian schools in the area the half off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition we partnered up with some of the leading schools in the new york new jersey metro area this is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education am 970 the The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Trinity Christian School, Trivium Academy of New Jersey, Timothy Christian School, Christ Our Foundation Learning Center. Go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools breaking news and
0: local news find it on our website am970theanswer.com those
3: crazy nights i do remember in
0: my youth i do
1: Welcome back to the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer follow me on social media. So simple on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beercast. via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can find all the shows on those two platforms. A little stone in love from the Escape. Album from the band Journey, of course, Journey and Def Leppard on this uh, mega co-headlining tour. Uh, Made a stop last night at the Prudential Center in Newark. Uh, On uh, Wednesday, they were at Madison Square Garden from all reports from a number of people uh, that I have spoken to. Uh, Two epic shows, I think uh, 19 to 20 songs out of each band. Uh, Did some great stuff. Uh, You know, Don't Stop believing. Open Arms. You know, the whole Journey catalog from uh, hit after hit after hit. And uh what a great time unfortunately was unable to get there uh because uh last night was my son's eighth grade dance uh, Wednesday night. I don't like doing concerts during the week anymore. again, I have to be up early in the morning during the week uh it's basically if I go to a concert uh uh during the week, I have to take the next day off and not that I don't mind taking days off. believe me, I have vacation time. I like using it, but um it just becomes uh an inconvenience, and to be honest with you. Uh, Madison Square Garden's ticket prices are way too expensive. The Prudential is slightly cheaper. It's easier for me to get to. It's five stops on the train, uh, and I'm at uh, the Prudential Center. I don't have to worry about drinking and driving. I can drink as much as I want or as little as I want, and then I get back on the train, and boom, and I'm I'm home. The beer selection, too, at the Prudential is better, too, I have to say. The craft beer selection uh, is definitely a better selection than it is at Madison Square Garden. Of course, you're going to pay an arm and a leg for for beers to begin with, which is annoying, you know, but I, I get it. But the garden, obviously they have to pay for the renovation somehow, and that's how they get you. They charge you a ridiculous amount of money to sit on the ceiling, uh, essentially. I'm not cool with that. I'm really not. I, I like the convenience of the garden, especially taking the train, uh, but I, I just, uh, to pay that those prices for those uh, concert tickets, it's just way too much money for me. So, you know. I choose uh, not to go unless somebody's got an extra ticket and they want to invite me. I'm more than happy to go. Uh, And there's some good concerts coming up this summer, some outdoor shows that I'm going to be going to. So we'll, uh, we'll get into that in future beer casts. Now, my guest tonight on the Alga Craft Beercast on AM 970, the answer is the head brewer from Six Point out of Brooklyn, Red Hook, Brooklyn. Eric uh, Bockley will join me. That'll happen uh, just about uh, 10 minutes from now. But let's get into some more news and notes. We've mentioned this before, but the beer list has been added. The All-New Jer- All Jersey Beer Festival uh, on a battleship. Funds collected being donated to support the New Jersey Brewers Association. Uh, that's taking place next Saturday, Saturday, June 23rd. From 1 to 5 p.m., the VIP tickets start at 12 noon. Uh, join the New Jersey Brewers Association's the 22nd anniversary of this festival, featuring only New Jersey breweries, and it's aboard the USS New Jersey for the first time. Your ticket will include a sample glass that includes unlimited two-ounce samples of any beer, uh, a free self-guided tour of the nation's most decorated ship, live music, food for purchase as well. And, again, the VIP tickets will get you in an hour earlier uh, at 12 noon. Exclusive access to one-offs and other limited edition brews to be announced. Now, the brewery list, first of all, to get tickets, go to newjerseybeer.ticketleap.com. There are not many left, so you definitely want to get your tickets. Don't wait until the the day of the show. They're probably going to be sold out. So newjerseybeer.ticketleap.com. The brewery list is extensive. 13th Child Brewery, the Almentary, Brick City, Brotherton, Carton, Common Sense, Cross Keys, Chigmeister, uh, Death of a Fox, Devil's Creek, Diving Horse, Ain't in Sand, Forgotten Boardwalk, Jersey Girl, Lone Eagle, Ludlam Island, Manskirt, Raritan Bay. They're new to the uh, to the scene. Screaming Hill, uh, which is great. Spoke uh, spoke with Brett last week. Uh, picked up a couple cans of his wheat. Do you say? Uh, did you say IPA? We'll be reviewing that on Suds and Duds later in the program. Uh, the Screaming Hill is a fantastic brewery. You definitely want to check out samples. They don't go to many of these things. Slack Tide Brewing, Spellbound, Third State, Tomfoolery, Twin Elephant, Vinyl Brewing, Wet Ticket, Zed's Beer, all going to be there. Definitely check it out. NewJerseyBeer.ticketleap.com is the tickets. It's from noon to five. The VIP hour starts at noon, and then one to five is general admission. And all the proceeds help the New Jersey Brewers Association. And it's all New Jersey beer, so definitely something you want to take advantage of. Uh, Charter Oak Brewing up in Connecticut. Uh, the tap room uh, is finally open for them. They are pouring Connecticut's freshest craft beer. Ten rotating draft beer lines. Uh, they are located at 39B Shelter Rock Road in Danbury, Connecticut. Their tap room hours. Uh, Thursday 4 to 8, Friday 3 to 8, uh, Saturday noon to 8, and you can head over there on Sundays as well from noon to 5 p.m. So kudos to Charter Oak Brewing. They had been uh, bottling their beer, but now they finally have their taproom open and are serving beer in there. The uh, Let's see, the third brewery in Metro Denver after Beryl's Beer and Nighthawk Brewing closed in 2018, Caution Brewing, is going to be shutting its doors. They will be ending their run on June 30th. These, uh, this brewery was founded in 2010. Um, th- this was a, a small taproom-only brewery in Colorado. Had gained a passionate following. Uh, they uh, let's see, in 2016, uh, Caution had turned its original space over to the Brewability Lab so it, that it could focus on running its three-barrel Lakewood taproom. Uh, I guess business was not doing so well a couple of years ago, and they are eventually uh, they eventually decided to close. So they're closing on June 30th. So for those of you in Colorado, uh, in Metro Denver, who are fans of Caution Brewing. They will be ending uh, their business at the end of this month. Chicago-based Bader Brow Brewing, uh, a retired Chicago craft beer beer brand, was resurrected three years ago, uh, has, according to the Chicago Tribune and our friend uh, Josh Knoll, they have stopped making beer. They have put its South Loop operation up for sale. In 2015, they had relaunched the brand, opened a 25,000-square-foot brewery, um, and as Josh Knoll reported, it was an ambitious project for a brand still forging a connection with its local audience. Uh, primarily known for its lagers and for original Czech-style pills that historian Michael Jackson once called the best pilsner I've ever tasted in America. Bader Brow uh, Brewing has fallen uh, victim, obviously, to increased competition within Chicago, within Illinois and Chicago. Uh, it is currently home to at least 225 breweries, which doesn't seem like a lot, but a lot of competition out there. So Bader Brow uh, has put its operation up for sale and has stopped making beer. That is a shame, uh, for, uh, for that, and we thanks to, thanks to Josh Noel uh, for that information. And then finally in, in our news, actually not finally, we still have a couple of other things to get to. Uh, Arrogant Brewing on our News and Notes segment, uh, they have uh, two new bottles that are coming out. These are coming out in November, but they're going to give you till July 4th to sign up to pick these up. Now, you can get it shipped in California, and you can pick it up at their store in Virginia. Uh, Arrogant Brewing, of course, a part of Stone Brewing. Uh, this is, let's see, crime. The other is punishment, the bottles. The uh, intense level of heat, thanks to the freshly picked variety of very, very spicy chili peppers stuffed into barrels containing the beer. Uh, th- this is a, a very, very hot type of beer. If you like a lot of spice in your beer, you definitely want to pick this up. fourteen ninety nine per uh, 500-milliliter bottle, or you can get a four-bottle bundle for forty nine ninety nine. You just go to arrogantbrewing.com. Uh, and look up uh, for fans-crime-punishment, and uh, you will be able to get all the info there. You can uh, uh, sign in, and then you can, uh, d- you know, put in how many bottles you want, where you want to pick it up. Again, they will ship anywhere in California, uh, or you can pick up your order at Escondido, Liberty Station, Napa, Richmond, pa- Pasadena, or Berlin uh, in Germany to pick up these bottles from Arrogant Brewing. Uh, Weierbacher is having their... Twenty uh, third uh, anniversary party that is next Saturday from four to nine p.m. at the brewery and at the tap room. Uh, they're going to have uh, food from trucks like uh, Bucks Barbecue, Clusters Gourmet Popcorn, and the Flying V. And then you've got uh, a couple of different bands: Bobby and the Breakers from three to five thirty, and the Kickbacks from six thirty to eight thirty p.m. Uh, they will be releasing their twenty third anniversary uh, stout. It's going to be uh, released at the tap room uh, during the birthday bash. It is an Imperial Golden Stout. Uh, brewed with cascara, coffee beans, and cacao nibs, uh, golden in color, but it does, it does taste like a, a roasty stout as well. And then they have a new uh, DDH Pale Ale, Butt Riffs. This is interesting. A lot of hops from New Zealand uh, and a grapefruit puree. Uh, this, is, um, this is already out in draft uh, and the taproom uh, and has been released uh, to the public already, so you definitely want to check that out. Uh, from the good folks at Weyerbacher, and you definitely want to get there uh, for their anniversary party. Got to buy tickets in advance. They're cheap. I think it's like 5 bucks or something for the tickets. Uh, Heavy Seas has partnered uh, the partnership series with uh, No Dob Brewing Company. They've got a Hoppy Weed ale. Uh This is from the brewery No Dob Brewing out of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. This is a limited draft-only release. It will be available in July. It's a 5% ABV uh, with a 42 IBU, but again, you can only get that beer. Uh, in draft from the folks at uh, collab from Heavy Seas and No Dah Brewing Company out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And finally, in Harlem, right here in New York City, a, br- a fir- the first craft beer that, according to the undefeated, uh, was the dream of three graduates of historically black colleges and universities known as HBCUs, Harlem Hops, located in the heart of Harlem. Uh, it is uh, It was launched by Kevin Bradford, Kim Harris, and Stacey Lee. Uh, it is a stylish craft beer bar in uh, Harlem. Uh, They opened its doors on June 9th. Cool black mat and copper interior. Uh, It is the first bar of its kind to be 100% owned by African Americans. That is awesome. Harlem hops. I will have to get up to Harlem and check that out uh, in the very near future. So kudos to them. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to all of our folks with news. And if you have news that you want to get out uh, on the uh, Al Craft Beer Cast, you know stuff that's ahead of time, would love to get that information. Just shoot me an email. Albert G. at NYCRadio.com. But when we come back after a short break, the head brewer from Six Point out of Red, Hood, uh, Red Hook, Brooklyn, easy for me to say, Eric Bockley will join me. That happens next on the algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News,
0: opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer.
2: It's mostly clear. 81 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. A man is in critical condition after being stabbed multiple times in the neck and stomach in Brooklyn. Victoria Acosta saw the victim down on the ground.
0: The guy lying on the floor, and then I thought like, it was a hit and run, but then someone told us that he got stabbed.
2: Police say it happened in broad daylight Friday afternoon in a busy section downtown witnesses report that a pair of men stabbed the 29 year old victim at Flatbush and Fulton before then jumping into a car and speeding off. A street vendor who worked Near the scene, says the man ran from the attackers before falling in the street. A Bronx security guard is okay after nearly being torched by an angry customer. Cops say 27 year old Sheree Morgan aimed a can of hairspray at the guard and lit a match, turning the can into a flamethrower. Cops say the incident happened at the Hot Point Clothing Store on East Fordham Road in April. A cash reward for Morgan's whereabouts is being offered by police. In sports this afternoon at Yankee Stadium, the Yankees defeated Tampa Bay 4-1. Later tonight, the Mets take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Time to check the traffic. Still 15-20 to inbound on the upper deck of the George Washington Bridge. Ten minutes for the lower level. At the Lincoln Tunnel, minor delays inbound, but heavy traffic outbound because of construction on 495, leaving only one lane open in the westbound direction between Route 3 and the New Jersey Turnpike, 10 to 15 inbound at the Holland and 40 minutes in the outbound direction. In New Jersey, a crash on Route 80 West at Exit 39. The left lane is closed, heavy from Exit 42, and a crash on the Northern State Parkway westbound at Roslyn Road. You now know how not to go. The weather forecast, tonight clear, low 65 to 70. Sunday, sunny and warm, chance of a late-day thundershower, high near 90. And then Sunday night, partly cloudy, chance of a shower or thunder thundershower, low 75. Monday, sunny, hot, humid, high of 95. Tuesday, partly sunny, a few showers or a thundershower, high 90 degrees. I'm Dave Banning, AM 970, The Answer.
3: Balance of nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule. I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. I went from being able to work 14, 16 hours a day with no problem to where I could barely walk a block to the store. I went on to the phytonutrients about six months ago, and within a couple of months, my medical doctor had cut my prescriptions down in a a little bit smaller dosage. The next time I went back a month later, I walked into the doctor's office, and he says, my gosh, what's happened to you? You don't even look like the same person. He looked at my legs, and the swelling had gone down. My blood pressure was down. The venous stasis ulcers that I had had on my legs for the last four or five years because of the poor circulation were all healed, and I'm feeling far better. When you call, use discount code THE ANSWER, and we'll take 35% off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call 800 2468 751. That's 1 800 2468 751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THE ANSWER. Listen
0: to Joe Fiscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6, Mike Gallagher at 10, and AF 970. The Answer.
1: Welcome back to the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L L O. Facebook.com slash A G Craft Email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget Google Play and iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can uh, download and listen to all the Craft Beer Casts right from there. My guest on the cast uh, is the head brewer of a really good brewery out of Brooklyn. One of the unique things about this brewery are their slim cans and exotic names for their beers, which, by the way, are pretty tasty, and you have to thank this guy for that. Six Point is the name of the brewery, sixpoint.com, the website for more information. Let me welcome in Eric Bockley to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Eric, welcome.
4: Hey, thanks for having me, Al.
1: You got it. Now I'm assuming, Eric, that you were a home brewer to start. When did you decide to pursue your passion to become a professional brewer?
4: Yes, I was actually a bioengineer. Um, the first part, first my first career I ever had, I was a bioengineer for about ten years, and picked up home brewing around that time, and then decided to go pro in 2012. Wow.
1: Now I, I, I can't. So, <laughs> how did you steer your way there from from doing the one career to the other?
4: Yeah, it was, it was pretty challenging. I was trying to find an inroad, um, you know, going to every local brewery, seeing if they had internships available. I eventually scored one um, and left my career behind, went forward to an unpaid internship, and then at the same time um, taught home brewing and worked at a retail outlet. And then... Uh, Pursued an education through Siebel Institute and UC Davis. Wow, that's
1: pretty awesome. Now the name Six Point for a brewery—a very interesting name. How did they come up with the name?
4: Yeah, so Six Point—the uh, the, the, Six Point is based on the brewer's star. So the brewer's star is in German history um, was an indication of quality. So uh, the brewer's star was, was an ancient mark quality for German brewers, and it was also the official symbol for the uh, Brewers Guild. One of the first trade guilds in Europe. And so that star six point star was combined with the uh, the nautical star uh, paying homage to uh, where we're located here in Red Hook in Brooklyn as a port um, as a port town.
1: Interesting. See, now I, I learned a little bit of history about Brooklyn and learned a little bit of history about the brewery. We're talking with Eric Bockley, the head brewer at Six Point out of Brooklyn. com, Red Hook Brooklyn, that is. com. the website for more information on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Now, Eric, Six Point only produces draft and canned beer uh, from the very start. That was the philosophy. Yep. Why is that?
4: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, dra- I mean, drafting can, it's, it's a great way to reach our consumer base on multiple levels, whether it's, you know, on-premise or off-premise, um, uh, and that accessibility is really important to us.
1: Okay, and, and obviously, I mean, there's critics of bottles, there's critics of cans, but the cans now, the technology is so, is, is so much more advanced now that the, the canned beer actually stays fresher uh, and, you know, doesn't have that metallic taste in the can like, like some people uh, uh, had argued years ago, right?
4: Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, cans are great. And the advantage over bottles is that um, light can't get through, so immediately you have an, you know, the upper hand on quality and you have less chance of uh, degradation from light interaction with the beer. Um, and, yeah, the cans always have a lining in them that help protect it from getting any kind of metallic taste or any kind of other off-flavor. And one of the other cool things— So they're very stable formats, yeah Right,
1: right. And then, now I'm, I'm, I'm wondering and guessing, and I don't know if you have the answer to this or not, but I'm wondering uh, with the aluminum tariffs and all this other stuff that the president has, has kind of enacted here— is that going to make cans more expensive for you guys?
4: Um, I haven't looked at the direct impact yet, but it's definitely something that's been you know, you know, in the the brewing industry has noticed, and we're you know, you know, arguably you know very upset about what could happen, the potential impact. Right. Um, so yeah, we're we're waiting to see what's going to happen with that and how it will impact our current costs.
1: Okay. And one of the other cool things that Six Point does is can only releases that you can only purchase via your app the 6 point app what was the reasoning yep. behind
4: that one so uh, you know a, a big a big part of that is making these releases accessible and having a way where people can have a seamless transaction so that's where you integrate technology with the releases mm-hmm. so people can buy beer on their phone from the comfort of their own home they're not waiting in long lines um, they can come to the brewery and pick up their beer within a matter of minutes because we have it scheduled and staged out for when pickups um, are for the beer. So it's a, it's you know just kind of updating the way we we uh, drive you know consumer interactions in the beer industry. Yeah, and you know and you have- something we're a huge proponents of.
1: Right, and you have to and you have to wonder, obviously, with with fans of craft beer a lot of these places or i shouldn't say well maybe it is a lot of these places are in industrial areas parking is not the greatest in the world uh, to begin right. with and when you're dealing with a city like new york city parking is certainly at a premium so you don't want people spilling out onto the streets everybody's having a bottle share or whatever maybe somebody's drinking a little too much while waiting for a beer you got people out there hours <laughs> before the beer is released and you know i i could see where that presents problems so uh so far with the with the app being uh used by people how has the experience been for people?
4: Uh it's been pretty, been really awesome. I mean just interacting with uh our fans here at the brewery when they come by to pick up beer, everybody seems really thrilled about it. Um And it's just an easy way for them to interact. And, you know, they can come here, pick up their beer. They don't have to stress about, you know, if they're going to get some, if it's going to be sold out. They've already got it. So they can come here and enjoy some beers. Um, You know, we have these releases monthly uh, in our courtyard. And it's, it's pretty cool. Talking with Eric
1: Bockley, the head brewer at Six Point out of Brooklyn, uh, New York, Red, Hood, uh, Red Hook, Brooklyn, excuse me. com is the website for more information here on the algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. So, Eric, what do you got uh, stirring up in the tanks that's going to be coming out in the near future?
4: Uh, we've got a super exciting release this Saturday. Um, we're releasing uh, three brand variants on our Jammer brand. So, we've got... Uh, an imperial uh, goza that's mm-hmm. an imperial jammer um, aged in tequila barrels um, with some orange and then we've got a gin jammer so jammer aged in gin barrels with uh, juniper berries and then we've also got a yuzu jammer so that's at our release this friday
1: nice and then what what's what do you got coming up uh, for later in the summer and in the fall
4: We've got some exciting beers in July, so we're doing a, a collaboration with another uh uh brewery up in upstate New York that'll be released. Um uh and that's gonna be a New England IPA style. Cool.
1: You can name the brewery if you want. There's no you know, we don't have <laughs> trade secrets, it's all right.
4: It's yet yet to be revealed,
1: but oh. it'll be a very
4: exciting collaboration. All
1: right, all right. So upstate New York. <laughs> so that's the hint, folks. I, I my guess would be hmm. I, my guess would be Prison City, but I could be—I could be wrong. So I'm just—I'm throwing it out there. You know, you don't have to confirm nor deny on that one, Eric. Now, Eric, uh, after a long day at the brewery, what is your favorite style of beer to kick back with? Uh,
4: right now, I'm definitely into the uh, Alpenflow and Jammers. Um, so at the end of a, a long day here at the brewery, I'll crack open a citrus jammer, a jammer, or an flow, especially with the summer heat.
1: Now I have to ask you—I have not heard. I've heard obviously the style of Goza. Uh, What, the Imperial Goza, is that just because the alcohol has been jumped up a level? Because I haven't really seen many breweries, you know, naming their Goza an Imperial Goza.
4: Yeah, so for this, this was, you know, new for me as well. I've done a lot of barrel aging, and and for this approach, we wanted to boost up the overall malt profile and just get a little bit more oomph to sit in the barrel for extended time. Um, You know, with barrel aging, you can get a lot of, uh, you know, harsh astringent character, especially as you go lighter in the body of the beer. And so we wanted to make something that could stand up to that. And uh, the result was we were all wondering what would happen, and, and it was obviously a very favorable result.
1: Now, Eric, I've asked this question of of a couple of uh, brewers and brewmasters. What is the most difficult beer for you to make? Or I shouldn't say, di- maybe not difficult. Maybe that's that's a bad way of phrasing it. Uh, what's the, the beer that you make that's the most satisfying when the finished product is done?
4: Um, you know, we just did a, a there's, there's a number of those, but we just did a turbid mash technique. So you, you, using older European techniques to create uh, very starchy warts uh, that then go into barrels to age. And the whole principle behind that is um, to create a a feed base for different bacteria and yeast to – you know, chew on over the course of a year and produce some interesting profiles. So, you know, it's it's a lot of upfront work and then you just sit and then after a year you check on those barrels and you keep your fingers crossed that you have a great result.
1: Is, isn't is that wild though, what the, the amount of technology that we have today, especially in beer, that it still comes down to, did I put the right ingredients in? Did the mix get right? Did everything kind of just happen? You, you know, you have all these new things, you know, digital thermometers and all these different things to kind of, yep. you know, figure out what it is. But in the end, it's did I I put the right amount of yeast? Did I put the right amount of hop? Did everything kind of just work out the way? I know the book tells me one thing, but it's it's still that taste, <laughs> that feel, that sense. That's the most important thing. Is that that is that to me? That's awesome.
4: Absolutely, we have really uh, strong control over our processes, but you know, regardless, I always have the guys taste the beers constantly because you never know what kind of environmental influence or you know that one factor that you know somehow got overlooked or something that that can have dramatic impact on beer. Um so in general, you know, most of the beers we have tight process control. But when we do these kind of wild beers like the turbid mash, you know, that's 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 really interesting cuz you're, you know, it, it's going back, you know, to old ways of brewing and right. And wondering what the outcome might be.
1: That's see, that's pretty awesome. It's and sometimes the old school way is the best way. You know, we we can have all that technology in the world, or as the old adage, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink it. So it's. You know. Exactly. Interesting, interesting. My guest has been Eric Bockley. He's the head brewer at Six Point out of Brooklyn, New York, Red Hook, Brooklyn, that is. com is the website for more information. You can download the Six Point app as well. You can order beers. their are releases right from there. It's a great way to do it, and then you go right to the brewery. They give you the approximate time uh, when they're ready, and you go and you pick it up. Easy peasy. Eric, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it.
4: Thanks for having me on the show. You got it. When
1: we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds. And it's all after a short break on the algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Gallagher believes Trump just got re-elected.
3: On behalf of Chairman Kim and myself, we're both very honored to sign the document. Thank you. The
1: president just got re-elected. The president of the United States just took a huge step towards guaranteeing his 2020 re-election. With this historic, epic, unprecedented unheard of Summon.
0: The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 10, right before Dennis Krager at 1 on AM
1: 970. The Answer. By now you know the best pizza around is Danino's. It's just that simple. Born and raised on Staten Island, owner Mike Burke and his family have asked me to extend their welcome to both long-term customers as well as Danino's newbies from all over. They have delicious thin crust pizza made the same way today as it was over 60 years ago. All fresh ingredients all the time. Whether you want Danino's More Pie, which is meatballs, fresh onions, and regatta, oh my goodness, or Danino's Classic Cheese Pie, or... A Danino's favorite. I love this pie. The garbage pie, prepared with homemade sausage and meatballs, pepperoni, mushrooms, and onions. Amazing. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. We all know Danino's has been a landmark on Staten Island since 1937. My parents used to go there, I used to go there. But do you know that they have been bringing great thin crust pizza to New Jersey for many years now? Locations in both Aberdeen and at the Jersey Shore at Brick. My son and I have been to the one at Aberdeen. Fantastic. But most recently, they've brought that special and consistent taste of Danino's to Manhattan's Greenwich Village. Visit their website for all locations. That's Danino's.com. D-E-N-I-N-O-S.com. Get ready for the best pizza experience of your life. Danino's. <laughs>
0: It's Dennis Prager at 1, Michael Medved at 3, weekdays on AM 970, The Answer.
1: Of the Al Cattulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Cattulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer via email at Albert G at NYC Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every show on one of those two platforms. And listen, we appreciate the feedback good, bad, indifferent. Uh, maybe there's some other things you want to hear on the show. Uh, we've we've kind of dabbled in spirits a little bit. We might get into that a little bit more. Uh, there's some great stuff, as I mentioned, on last week's program. Uh, Tree City Vodka, uh, a, a great artesian vodka uh, out of uh, Kenilworth, New Jersey. In fact, I think we're going to have the founder on uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, going to give him a ring and see if we can get him on the program. It's very, very cool uh, how they do their operation in a much smaller uh, type of operation than it would uh, for a brewery. And obviously, you know, when you get bigger, you want to expand, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just an interesting uh, method as to uh, as to how they do it. So uh, we're going to talk some spirits uh, in the next couple of weeks. But uh, first up, Suds and Duds, of course, uh, this is the uh, the segment where I discuss uh, the various beers that I've had over the last week or so. I let you know if uh, it is a Suds, if I like it, or if it's a Dud, and I don't like it. Um, was that uh, Paragon Tap and Table last weekend, had dinner with some friends, neighbors, uh, enjoyed a few good things i uh, had from uh, omnipolo the fata Morgana. Uh, real nice uh real nice i p a uh, very uh, delicious i 've had some stuff from omnipolo before uh, but this was really good uh in the can definitely something uh that you want to try my boy sherm uh just uh, you know sometimes he just goes you know i got something for you to try you might want to you might want to you know taste this and he 's usually pretty good with that he steers me in the right direction sometimes he 's a little off but uh, for the most part. Sherman's pretty solid when it comes to the beers. Now, I had a Vengeful Heart by Kane. Uh, This is another great beer. Sweet, smooth, boozy. Um, Definitely something that you want to have as a night capper, and uh, that's exactly what I did when we were out to dinner with friends. We had a couple of different beers, uh, some Kane stuff that was still on tap from the Kane Tap takeover, and uh, then finished it off with a Vengeful Heart uh, by Kane. This is a delicious beer, sweet and smooth, like I said. If you can find it on tap somewhere and you like those type of Uh, boozy bar like you know scotch ale barley wines things of that nature uh this is definitely something uh that is up your alley and then i had um this was interesting from evil twin evil twin is kind of an odd brewery for me there are some things that i really like from evil twin and then there are some things that kind of i taste and i go "Mm," kind of misses the mark um their ipa colada with a k K k-o-l-a-t-a um Very coconut-heavy, very sweet. Um, To be honest with you, I could only drink one of these, Uh, and this was on tap. If this was something that I bought a six-pack of, this is something I would share uh, with everyone or a four-pack, whatever, you know, however it comes. Um, This is something I would share with people. This is definitely a beer that I would not drink more than one of. So did I like it? Um, I don't know if I necessarily liked it. Uh, let Let me be perfectly clear here. If somebody offered it to me, I would drink it. But would I have more than one? No. I like coconut in beer, um, but this felt, the the sweetness with the coconut, it felt too much, a little too overwhelming for me. Um, I don't know if this is something I would I would ever buy. And again, if I bought it, it would definitely be something to share. I don't think it would be something that I would drink on a regular basis or have two or three in one night. So... To be honest with you, this is probably the dud of the group. Um, but, again, would I drink it if it was on tap? Yeah, maybe I would have it. Um, I don't know if I would have it with something with dessert. Maybe for an appetizer. Um, eating something that, you know, like maybe wings or something, that sweetness with the, with, with the heat from the wings or something. I don't know. Sometimes you want that bitterness to cut through the, the heat, but maybe maybe that's what I don't know. I, it's just It was an odd beer for me, an odd beer. Too coconut heavy. Too much up front that kind of overwhelmed everything else uh, that was in the beer. So that would that would be the dud for me. Uh, as we continue on here in our Suds and Duds segment on the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Tropical Torpedo by Sierra Nevada. This is a really delicious IPA, tropical flavors, great bite, uh, nicely done. Um, again, Sierra Nevada, of course, popular because of their pale ale. Uh, their IPAs are, again, they're, they're another one that's kind of, um, some are really good and some are kind of, you, you know, you kind of shake your head. Uh, a little bit. This one is a good one, the Torpedo IPA, the Tropical Torpedo IPA. If you get a chance to try it, definitely check that out. Uh, then as we move on, uh, last weekend I was at my aunt's house for a um, a graduation party. My aunt lives uh, down past Great Adventure. And right over by Great Adventure, Six Flags Great Adventure, is a great brewery in Cream Ridge, New Jersey called Screaming Hill Brewery. If you haven't been there, obviously we've talked about it before. We've had Brett on, the owner uh, of Screaming Hill, um, This is a farm brewery. Uh, They're only open on the weekends. They make some delicious beer, and I think, and we're going to have Brett on the show in a couple weeks, got a chance to uh, chat with him for a few minutes, and um, Brett is now canning some of his beers. Obviously, you can get them in growlers and flights uh, or pints, but he is now canning some of his beers. One of them that he's canning, which is very popular, is the Wheat Did You Say IPA uh, from Screamin' Hill. Uh, I love this beer. I'm so happy it's in the can now. It's a very tasty IPA. Light bitterness, a little bit of juicy flavor. Definitely pick it up while you can at the brewery. Um, it, it's just it's a it's just a real nice IPA. There's a low ABV on it. It's not super boozy. Uh, I think it's I think it's somewhere around five and a half or six percent uh, on the ABV. I don't know off the t- off the top of my head, but this is a delicious beer in the can. And I think and we'll confirm this with Brett. We're going to have him on very soon. Um, I believe, I think he's like 85 or 90% of the ingredients now are coming directly from the farm. I think there's still a little bit of play with the hops and stuff. He still has to outsource it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but most of the ingredients, or a majority of the agre- ingredients, I should say, are from the farm. That's awesome. If you get a chance, head down there. Again, they're only open on the weekends. I know Saturdays it's noon to 5. They have you know small hours, but if you go there during the fall, they have great pumpkins, take you out to a great pumpkin patch. Um, they do Christmas trees as well farm's been around for over 100 years, but it's a nice little tasting room. They have outdoor seating. I believe it's pet-friendly. Um, it's just a great little place, literally five minutes from Six Flags Great Adventure. You go right past Great Adventure. It's the first right you can make. Follow the road where the horse farms are. You come up to a cemetery. When you come up to the cemetery, it's a four-way stop. You make a right. The farm is right there on your right-hand side. You can't miss it. So easy to get to. A very easily accessible off of 195. Definitely check them out. Had a high tide from Port Brewing. This is really good. As I, as I said on Untapped, and if you want to follow me on Untapped, you can do so, at Gatulo G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Damn good. Great bite. Love the hop and pine in this. It is a perfect summer beer. Port Brewing, uh, which, is also, which is owned by the Lost Abbey, they do a fantastic job with their beers. That's a delicious beer, high tide. I love this stuff. I know Mongo is out, um, a bunch of other stuff. Definitely pick up uh, Port Brewing if you're into those West Coast uh, IPAs. And then finally finished off with Stone's uh, newest one, Fear Movie Lions Double IPA. This one I believe was brewed in Virginia. This is another winner from Stone. Smooth, slightly juicy, delicious. Drink it fresh. It's a, it's a double IPA, about 8% ABV. It is fantastic. You don't want to uh, sit on this one. If you see it in the stores, it's a, a silver white can. You definitely want to pick it up. Uh, The High Tide can from Port Brewing is kind of a a greenish uh, type of can, a light green can. Really good. And again, head over to uh, Screamin' Hill. If you're looking for great, fresh, local New Jersey beer, uh, Wheat Did You Say uh, IPA from Screamin' Hill is a fantastic beer. uh, And you can't go wrong with that one. You definitely want to check that out. Now, real quick before we get out of here, something I saw on Facebook the other day, and I want to bring it to the attention. This is a, a bit of a New Jersey story. So apparently... And I want to thank Thomas Renzulli for this uh, for this story. I saw it in a couple of different places, but uh, Tom really had it and hit the nail on the head with this one. So apparently, Egg Harbor Township, uh, way down in New Jersey, right uh, outside of Atlantic City, the government has passed a law prohibiting food trucks on private property, or as Tom puts it, a.k.a. breweries, fundraising events, uh, any, anything like that. You're having an event on private property, you want to have a food truck, it is now illegal in Egg Harbor Township. Um, And and in Tom's opinion, he says, this is what happens when the mayor has a restaurant in his town. Good news, though, you can apply for a permit. So the town is trying to extract money from people who have food trucks that want to hang out at a brewery, and a lot of breweries do this all over the country. It's not just New Jersey. It's everywhere you see food trucks. But now in Egg Harbor Township, it is illegal for your food truck to be on private property at a brewery, even if the brewery owns the property. You cannot have a food truck there and serve food. They're saying if you want to order takeout food, you can. If you want to go down the stream, pick up food and bring it to the brewery, you can. But a food truck is illegal because it seems that the Egg Harbor Township government and the mayor there, who owns a restaurant in the town, wants to bilk bilk somebody out of more money. Folks, this is what I keep preaching about, about small business. Small business is the lifeblood of America. So now this township wants to get extra money out of somebody So that they, for what? For what? Because maybe the mayor's restaurant isn't doing well, and so he's upset, so this is how he wants to fight people? Or maybe this is the restaurant industry as a whole in New Jersey that is trying to continue to attack breweries because they think they're infringing upon their right to make money? It's utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. Shame on you, the mayor of Egg Harbor Township. I don't know his name. Even if I knew his name, I wouldn't even say it on the radio. I wouldn't even want to give him credit. He's a moron in my opinion. And for the breweries, I'm sorry about that. We're seeing now uh, pets are not allowed anymore. We're seeing you know all these different types of restrictions. Why are you try- trying to choke off an economic boon in New Jersey when it comes to craft breweries? Three, you know, One step forward, four steps back. It's ridiculous. Get it together, New Jersey. It's ridiculous. We're better than that. It's a bunch of nonsense. I'm off my soapbox now. Thomas Runzuli, thanks for that. Very much appreciate it. Folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Eric Bockley, the head brewer from Six Point out of Red Hook, Brooklyn, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.